Though sickness and pain may enter our lives, it does not diminish God's love for us. This message is the sixth in the series, Teach Us to Pray. The message is entitled, Heal Us, Part Two. Here is Pastor Dale O'Shields. There was a time when one of Jesus' disciples came to him and had watched Jesus pray and made a request of Jesus, recorded in Luke chapter 11, verse number one. And the Bible says, once Jesus was praying in a certain place, when he stopped praying, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray as John taught his disciples. There is this tremendous request given by an unnamed disciple for a prayer instructional course. Jesus, would you teach us to pray the way you pray? Now, in fact, these disciples would have been uh, familiar with the way John the Baptist disciples prayed and familiar with the way that the Pharisees and the Sadducees prayed, but they wanted to learn to pray the Jesus way because Jesus was very effective, obviously, in prayer. He knew what prayer was all about. And so here's the request, Jesus, teach us to pray. That is the foundational request that we're looking at in this series together. So in fact, why don't you say with me together this weekend, Jesus, teach me to pray. Let's say it together. Jesus, teach me to pray. Now in response to that request, Jesus gave us what we often refer to as the Lord's Prayer. It actually really is a prayer for us. It's not so much the prayer that the Lord prayed, Although I believe he certainly followed the principles of prayer that he laid out for us here, but it really is a prayer that we are to learn. And in fact, it's more than a model prayer in the sense of just something that we recite. Actually, Jesus laid out for us principles of prayer. And I'm going to read for you the Lord's Prayer or the model prayer that Jesus gave us in Matthew chapter 6, verses 9 through 13. This then is how you should pray. Now, remember the disciple had asked, Lord, teach us to pray. Here's part of the response. This then is how you should pray. These are the words of Jesus. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, notice that phrase especially today, your will be done on earth, that's where we live, as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Some translations go on to declare what Jesus said there, for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Now, I want you to note with me, as I mentioned a moment ago, that one little phrase, your kingdom come. Your kingdom come, your will be done where? On earth, just like it is in heaven. As I described last weekend in my message, heaven is a place of complete healing. Heaven is a, is a place of wholeness and health. There's no sickness, there's no sorrow, and there's no pain there. And so Jesus is teaching us to pray that what exists in heaven would be included here and that we would experience here in earth, on our earth and in our earth. Now, obviously, it's a prayer that Jesus is promising to answer, and I believe that this prayer that, requ that requests the coming of the kingdom into our lives, as it is in heaven on earth, includes this whole dimension of healing. And I laid out for you last weekend all the various teachings the Bible gives us regarding the principle of healing, that our God is a healer. And so I want to continue that, that, that concept today and talk to us about how to specifically pray healing prayers. How do we pray prayers that get answered, that, that bring healing into our lives? 
what I'm going to do this weekend, based upon 3 John chapter 1, verse 2, is highlight one particular word. So I want you to look with me at 3 John chapter 1, verse number 2. In fact, why don't you read it aloud with me, wherever you're watching from today. We can all read together God's Word, and it does you good to read the Scriptures aloud. So would you read together with me aloud 3 John chapter 1, verse number 2. Dear friend, that's you and me, I pray, now notice this, this is a prayer of John the Apostle. Dear friend, I pray. So let's see what he prays. Let's see what the scripture says about his prayer. I pray that you may enjoy good, what's the next word there? Good health. Circle that word on your notes. Good health and that all may go well with you, even as your soul is getting along well. One translation, the old King James Version says, I pray that you would prosper and be in health as your soul prospers. So John is praying a prayer for those to whom he was writing and certainly to us as well as receivers of the New Testament, as followers of Jesus Christ. This is scripture inspired by God. There's a prayer here that we would enjoy good health and things would go well with us as our soul is getting along well. Now, the word I want to draw your attention to this weekend is the word health, that you may enjoy good health. Let's talk about that word. In fact, what I want to do for the next few moments is take the word health, H-E-A-L-T-H, and give you six principles, six ways to pray. If you're praying for some kind of healing in your life, here are six dimensions of prayer that, that actually promises answers into your life. Not my promise, but the promise of God's word. How are we to pray for help? Number one, here's the key word, pray, H, pray for healing. Now you say, well, that's the title of the message. Obviously, you're talking about praying for healing. But I want to specifically talk about what healing is about. Healing really addresses the removal of or the resolution of or the restoration from anything that is a destructive force in a person's life. Let me say that again. Healing is associated with removing or resolving or restoring a person from anything that has a destructive element or is a destructive force in a person's life. Obviously, it includes sickness and disease and a variety of other things because healing really affects a lot of dimensions of life. Our lives can be destroyed by so many different things. It includes destruction of our innermost being, our spirit. Many times our spirit is afflicted with all kind of spiritual diseases, spiritual issues that we carry inside of us, or our soul, our minds, our wills, our emotions can be affected by some kind of pain that we carry around inside of us. Obviously, our physical bodies can be affected and afflicted with sickness and disease, or our relationships can be sick. Have you ever had a sick relationship? Maybe you've had a diseased marriage or a sick relationship with someone that was broken. Something was broken in the interaction that you had with another person. So relationally, there are places and points where we need healing in our lives. And certainly there are times that our circumstances are working against us to destroy us. And the prayer of healing is a prayer that covers us spiritually 
in our soul, in our body, in our relationships, and associated with our circumstances. All of these areas are interrelated. See, if you're sick in your spirit or sick in your soul, it generally is going to affect your body. If you have a, 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 something that's going wrong in a relationship, it affects your soul. If you have something going on in a circumstance, it affects your mind, your will, your emotions. All of these are interrelated. And so when we're praying for healing, we have to understand that it's multidimensional. Many times when people thought, think about healing, they're only thinking about physical healing. But sometimes the greatest area of need in your life is not physical. Sometimes it's a spiritual issue that needs to be addressed. So we start when we talk about praying for healing, we start by going to God and asking God to remove or resolve or restore anything that is destructive in our lives. The second principle this weekend, we're talking about how do we pray prayers that are answered, prayers for healing. The letter is E, and that stands for endurance. So H for healing, E for endurance. Pray for healing and pray for endurance. Healing is most often a process. It requires steps and it requires stages. There are steps that you take toward healing and you go through stages in healing. What I've observed in, in my own life and observed with other people over the years is that most healings that will happen to a person, whether it be spirit or soul or body or relationships or circumstances, most of the healings that would ha will happen in our lives are not necessarily instantaneous miracles. We all would like to have instantaneous miracles. It's a great thing when instantaneous miracles happen, and they do happen from time to time. But most of the time, healing comes to a person through a miraculous process, not an instantaneous miracle, but a miracle process. And that process takes time, and it requires something. It requires endurance. You have to endure that is, you have to work your way through something with patience to get on the other side of it, to become healthier, more wholesome in your being, finding healing in your life. So when you're praying for healing, it's not just enough to pray for the removal or the resolution, the restoration from something in your life or for someone that you're praying for, but you also need to pray for endurance for yourself or for whoever you're praying for that, are, that might be going through a healing process. Listen to James chapter one, verses two through four. Dear brothers and sisters, that's us, followers of Jesus. When troubles come your way, now obviously troubles include anything that is, again, trying to destroy our lives. When troubles come your way, consider, consider it an opportunity for great joy. Notice why. Verse 3, for you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow, for when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. Now, that word that's used here for endurance or seeking that process or engaging the process of dealing with your trials with endurance is a word that can also be translated perseverance or sometimes the word even is translated patience. It is to patiently continue and to wait upon something to happen without losing hope. So you endure when you wait patiently for something to transpire and you don't lose your hope in the process. When you're praying for healing, you also need to pray for endurance. God, I'm asking that you would allow me to have the patience to walk through the process. Many times in a healing process, it is actually the process that is more important necessarily than the healing. 
Obviously, the healing is a valuable thing, but the process you walk through is the growth process where you're maturing and growing as you're waiting with hope upon God to bring the answers that you're looking for through your prayers. Number three, H, pray for healing. E, pray for endurance. A, pray for the right adjustments. Let me explain what I mean by that. When you're praying for healing, it's very important to pray for the adjustments that are necessary for healing to happen and for health to be restored and maintained. You know, if you're trying to get cured of some kind of illness, it would be foolish to continue to do the very thing that caused the illness in the first place. It's sad to see how many people seek treatment for some kind of ailment, but they never make the necessary adjustments to avoid the same ailment in the future. So they're asking for some kind of cure for something going on in their lives, but they're not adjusting the things that cause that ailment in their lives. Let's talk about relationships for a moment. Maybe you have a marriage that is broken, a marriage that is hurting, and you're praying for healing in your marriage. It's a wonderful thing to do. You're asking God, heal my marriage or heal a friendship or some kind of relationship that you have. It's a great thing to pray. You need to ask God for healing. Now, God, give me the endurance to walk through the process. And then here's the key. Lord, help me to make the adjustments that are necessary in my life that will not only bring about healing, but also allow that healing and health to be maintained. What I mean by that is this. If you're praying for healing in a marriage or a friendship and you continue the same patterns that caused the problems in the first place, then you may have a temporary healing, but you're going to find yourself right back in the same situation again. So it's not just enough to get healed from something. There has to be some adjustments in your life. It's true physically. There are many times that we have physical diseases that are caused by bad habits that we have. Sometimes the habits have to do with our, our nutritional habits or our exercise habits or those kind of things. And so we got ourselves into, into trouble. And so then we're seeking the cure, but we also need to make the adjustments. The Bible is very clear about the value of making adjustments as a part of the healing process in your life. Listen to Proverbs 19, verse number three. Amazing verse, very powerful verse. There are some people who, notice this, ruin their own lives and then blame it all on God. Have you ever known a person like that? They were doing the wrong things, messing stuff up in their lives, and they wanted to blame God for the problems they were in. I've seen people pray their way through problems and difficulties and then continue to do the same thing, and they're ruining themselves by not applying the principles and then wanting to blame it on God. Romans 12, 2, listen to this. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you. Notice that, adjust you, help you to make changes. That word transform is where we get our word metamorphosis. There's some kind of change or adjustment that happens in your life. Let God transform you into a new person by changing, by transforming the way you think, then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Listen to Proverbs 26, verse 11. A fool, a fool, a fool who repeats his foolishness is like a dog that goes back to what it has thrown up. And so what it's saying there is don't do what got you in trouble in the first place. Make the adjustments that are necessary in your life. How do you pray? for healing. What are the principles of praying for healing? Number one, ask God for healing. 
go to him knowing that he is the God who is Jehovah Rapha, the Lord who is our healer, and specifically ask him, Lord, I'm asking you to heal me or to heal a person that you're concerned about. I'm coming to you and making an appeal to you that you would bring healing to me and healing to that person based upon your character, your nature, your power. And then E, Lord, I'm asking you to give me the endurance or to give that person the patience or give me the patience necessary to hold on to my hope and to learn from the process that I'm going through that will bring healing in my life. And then God help me to make or help that person to make the adjustments that are necessary that will not only bring about healing, but will maintain that healing and maintain and create health inside of them. Then the fourth word that I will give you, H-E-A-L, love, write it down. That's the key word, love. When praying for healing, make sure that the prayer for healing is saturated with an awareness of the love of God. Pray with love. What do I mean by that? When praying for healing, especially for yourself, it's easy to lose sight of the love of God for your life. And what I want to tell you today is that when you're praying for healing in your own life, don't lose sight of God's love. Sickness, any kind of sickness that you're going through doesn't mean that God is mad at you. It doesn't mean that God doesn't love you. It doesn't mean that you've done something wrong or necessarily committed some terrible sin. See, sickness is a part of living in a broken world. We have pathology. We have sickness in our world because it's a broken world. We're waiting for Jesus to return again and make all things new. And that's going to be an amazing time. We could talk about that in a message in the future. But we're living right now in a broken world. And with a broken world, we have broken people and broken, uh, f- broken systems, including our physical bodies. They break down. And so just because you're sick doesn't mean that God is mad at you. Just because you have a problem of some kind of pain in your life doesn't mean that God doesn't love you. In fact, God isn't mad at you. God loves you. He wants to demonstrate his power in and through you, including his healing power. When we look at what Jesus said about this in John chapter 9, the first three verses, an interesting story that transpires here because it lays out for us an important element of exactly how the disciples often looked at sickness as being something that was coming from sin, and Jesus corrected their perspective. John chapter 9, verses 1 through 3. As he, Jesus, was walking along, he saw a man blind from birth. So this is an ailment. He can't see. He is blind. He needs healing. Master, notice this, his disciples asked him, why was this man born blind? Notice the question. Was it a result of his own sins or those of his parents? And notice the disciples. They're quite concerned that this this issue, this problem, this blindness that the man had was a result of his sin or the sin of his parents. Now, it's very important that we listen to what Jesus says because now we have a a key theological question. Is all sickness caused by our own personal sins or the sins of other people? And the answer in verse three, neither Jesus answered, but to demonstrate the power of God. What I wanna tell you today, if you're going through some kind of sickness, whether it be spiritual or in your soul, your mind, your will, your emotions, whether it be something you're facing in your circumstances or in your relationships or in your body or wherever it might be, it doesn't mean that God is mad at you. It doesn't mean that he's angry with you. It doesn't mean that he doesn't love you. No, God loves you and he wants to demonstrate his power in and through you. So when you're praying for healing, remember that you are loved by God. 
Never forget the fact that healing is an expression of the love of God for you. And when you're praying for someone else who's going through a difficult time or needing some kind of healing in their lives, because sometimes it's not just us, our personal issues that we're seeking healing for, but it relates to people that we love, that we're cared about, care for. We pray with them out of a compassionate love. We let our love reach out to them in prayer. In fact, one of the most powerful demonstrations of love that you can express for another person is to pray for them. Not just say you're going to pray for them, but actually pray for them. When you really spend time, you invest energy and, pray, and, and effort in prayer time for another person, it should be, moved, uh, uh, it should be something as, as the result of being moved by compassion. You're doing it because you really do care about them. Jesus gave us this example in his own life. Matthew 14, 14. We could look at lots of different passages related to this, but let's look at this one. Matthew 14, 14, the, the Passion Translation. So when Jesus landed, he had a huge crowd waiting for him. Seeing so many people, his heart was, notice this, deeply moved with compassion. That's love. Deeply moved with compassion toward them. So what did he do? He healed all the sick who were in the crowd. So what motivated Jesus to bring healing? It wasn't just that he was a healer, so he brought healing. No, he, was, he, he healed because he was a God of love. He was a Messiah that loved. He had compassion that moved him to bring healing to people. So we should always pray with an orientation of love, understanding the love of God for us and expressing the love of God toward others as we pray for healing. And then number five, the fifth thing that I want to share with you today, let's review them again. When you're praying for healing, a, uh, number one is H, you ask God for healing. God, I'm asking you to reveal your healing power and show your healing power to me or those that I'm praying for. God, I'm asking E, that you will help us to endure through this process and help us to learn what we need to learn. A, help me to make the adjustments that are necessary in my life or that person to make the adjustments necessary in their lives. L, help me to experience and know the tremendous power of your love and to pray for others motivated by love. And then T, thankfulness. Pray with gratitude. Pray with thankfulness. When praying for healing, it's extremely important that you pray from a spirit of thankfulness, a spirit of gratitude. Gratitude actually positions you to receive from God. It draws the grace of God into your life. And grateful people actually look for blessings around them rather than grumbling about their situation. So what you want to do is you want to be a person who is oriented toward gratitude. You're, you're seeing the blessings in your life, not just the problems. And all of our prayers for healing should include a sense of gratitude to God for his love, for his grace, for his mercy, for his goodness, for his power, for his wisdom, for his involvement in our lives. For example, when you're praying for healing, pray, dear Lord, I want to thank you that in the midst of the sickness, whatever I'm going through, that I'm reminded that you are still loving and I know that you're gracious and God, I thank you that you're merciful and God, I thank you that you're good and that you're powerful, that you're all wise, that you're involved in my life. God, even as I'm asking you to remove these destructive elements from my life, I want you to know that I give you thanks. I give you praise. I'm going to make a statement that I want you to think about for a while. Gratitude has healed far more people than any of us will ever know. And I'll say it, the opposite of that is also true. Grumbling has killed far more people than we ever know. A negative attitude of grumbling and complaining 
will eat away at your life. But gratitude positions you in a healthy way to receive help from God and to live in a healthy manner. That's why the apostle Paul told us in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18. And in the midst of everything, in the midst of everything, be always giving thanks for this is God's perfect plan for you in Christ Jesus. Notice that phrase, in the midst of everything. Does that include the pain you have in your life? Does that include the challenging circumstances you're going through? Does that include the sickness that you're dealing with or the broken relationships that you may be facing? It includes everything in the midst of everything. Be always giving thanks for this is God's perfect plan for you in Christ Jesus. And then number six, the last one that I want to share with you today, when we talk about how do you pray for healing, we ask God to heal, H-E, we ask for endurance, A, we ask for the adjustments that are necessary, L, we pray with an attitude of receiving God's love and expressing God's love to others through our prayers. And then, of course, the, the, the last word that we talked about there was thankfulness, T, the importance of being grateful to God. And then the final one I want to share with you is be helpful. That's an interesting word that I'll use, but I'm going to show you in scripture a very important, powerful part of this. When you are praying for healing, especially for yourself in some areas, spirit, soul, body, relational, circumstantial, you're praying for healing in your life. It's extremely important that in the midst of your own pain and your own problems, that you continue to be helpful to other people. It seems a little bit strange, but it's very, very important. Because sickness and disease and problems and pain can so quickly pull us into our own sad world. We start throwing our own pity party and we invite me, myself, and I, and we gather around together with ourselves, and we begin to have this, this pity party and we're in the midst of our own trouble and our own turmoil and we easily lose sight of the plight and the struggles of other people. And it may not always be possible to give some kind of practical help to other people when you're going through stuff in your own life. But what you can do is you can continue to care. You can, you can continue to reach beyond yourself. I was thinking as I was preparing this message, the number of times over the years that I visited people who were sick. It's interesting because some people you, you, you go and you, you, you pray with them and they're going through a time of sickness or pain, maybe in the hospital or in some other circumstance they're in. And so you're praying for them. And I've had so many situations that's, that as I was praying or went to pray for another person, they ended up encouraging me more than I encouraged them. There was something about their spirit that in the midst of what they were going through, they were maintaining the joy of the Lord. They were maintaining the presence of God. They were holding firm to the promises of God. And I thought I was going to minister to them, but they ended up ministering to me. And what you learn from that is you, even in the midst of your pain, you can still be a helper to other people. And when you're praying for healing in your own life and healing for other people, don't let healing, that whole concept of healing, that, own, that, that, that entire pursuit of healing become all-consuming, the consuming focus of your life because other people have problems and pain as well. There's a book in the Old Testament. You might remember this book because of the circumstances that a gentleman went through by the name of Job. And Job went through all kinds of diseases and problems and pain and so much grief and difficulty and challenges in his life. You know the story. It's a difficult story. Job just goes through all kind of stuff, all kind of trouble he faced. If anybody ever had a hard time in life, Job did. 
And the question comes to us as because we know that Job eventually comes out of this trouble. But what was the what was the turning point? What was it that changed everything for Job? Well, actually, the Bible gives us the answer to that in Job chapter 42, verse number 10. Listen to the answer. This is the last chapter of the book of Job when everything changes for this man. When Job, notice this, Job chapter 42, verse 10, when Job prayed for his friends, the Lord restored his fortunes. In fact, the Lord gave him twice as much as before. As the old saying goes, he received double for his trouble, double blessings for his trouble. And it all happened when he moved beyond his own concerns with himself and he prayed for his friends. A tremendous lesson for you and me. Even in our sickest, weakest moments, we can find some way to be helpful to others. We can find some way to do something to be a blessing to people around us. For Job, it was praying for his friends. And when he prayed for his friends, really dropping the concern he had for himself for a moment and prayed for his friends, that was the turning point for everything in his life. He was restored and received twice as much blessing as before. God is a healer. And one of, the, one of the issues of our prayer times, one of the things that Jesus wants us to learn to pray is to pray the heal us prayer. And the heal us prayer starts with those words, Lord, heal us. And God, give me the endurance to walk through the process of healing. And God, I'm asking you to help me to have the understanding and the power to make the needed adjustments in my life. And God, I'm asking you to help me to remember that you love me in the midst of all this. Because sometimes as I'm going through this troubled time, it, it feels like I've been forgotten by you, but I'm not forgotten by you. You love me and help me to pray loving prayers for others. And then God, I want to I want to thank you. That even though I'm going through a tough time right now, I want to lift up my voice and declare and, 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 and exalt you for who you are and give you thanksgiving and gratitude. I don't want to spend my days in grumbling and complaining. Lord, I want to be a grateful person. And the Lord help me to be a helper to other people. Because Lord, I know that as I help others, there's help for me. That as I plant seeds of blessing in other people's lives, those seeds bear fruit in my life. Let me encourage you. Don't ever, ever feel intimidated or feel as though it's, it's, it's not appropriate to pray the healless prayer. The healless prayer is one of the prayers that Jesus loves to answer. It may be completely resolved in this life or in the life to come, but our God is a God who brings healing. Would you bow your heads together with me as we pray? Father, we thank you so much for your word today. We're so grateful for you speaking to each heart and every life. We ask, Lord, that you'll take this message today and help us to, to have our faith strengthened, Help us, Lord, to believe that indeed you can bring healing, even though it's not an, always an instantaneous thing as, thing as we walk through the process of healing. Help us to endure. Help us to make adjustments. Help us to love and know your love. Help us, Lord, to always be thankful. And Lord, help us to be a helper to other people in the journey. And thank you that as we help others, you help us. We thank you for sealing this word in our hearts today by your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. I would like to close today by giving you an opportunity to ask Jesus to be the Lord of your life. Would you pray with me right now? Right where you are, just simply bow your head with me and I'm going to give you a prayer to pray and you can simply speak this prayer out, whisper this prayer out and from the sincerity of your heart, call upon God and I promise you that He will hear and answer you. So let's pray together. Start by simply whispering the name Jesus. Let there come uh, from your heart just the declaration of His name. Say, Jesus, 
I know that, that I am a sinner, that I have fallen short with you. I'm sorry for all of my sins. Jesus, I believe in you. I believe that you are God's Son. I believe that you are the Savior of the world. I believe that you died on the cross for my sins. And I believe that you rose from the grave, that you are alive today. Now pray these words. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Come into my life. Forgive me of my sins. Give me a new start in you. I commit my life to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you prayed that prayer with me, I want to encourage you with a promise from God's Word that says that when we call upon God's name, we call upon the Son of God, there is salvation that comes to our lives. He changes us from the inside out, and you become a new creation. All things pass away. All things become new. And that's exactly what has happened to you today. Your next step really is to make sure that you get into a good Bible-believing church. And you begin to study God's Word, get God's Word in you, and to make sure that you get a copy of the Bible if you don't have one and begin to read it. Spend some time every day in prayer. And I would encourage you also to check out the resources on our website that will help you to get going in your relationship with Jesus. You can find them at church-redeemer.org. Get those into your hands. Get started in your new life with Jesus Christ. Thanks again for joining us today. May God bless you, and we look forward to seeing you next time.